Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here, part of the Politics Done Right series on KPFT 90.1 FM. How is everybody doing today? We are going to have a great, 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 great show for you. Today in the house with me is the one and only, my good friend, our great supporter here at KPFT and at Politics Done Right, Bruce Pollard. How are you doing today, Bruce? I'm doing great. Hello, Houston and greater vicinity. I'm great. Glad to be here with uh, Egberto and uh, talking to you on the end of one year and beginning of another year that's going to be great for all of us. You know, I'm actually glad that you said that because even though today's like the last show of 2022, I was going to forget to say it. You know, I, I tell you, two minds are always better than one. Thank you so kindly for coming in today with me, Bruce. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's just great. And, you know, we're going to be rid of one less two and we're going to get a three there at the end. That's going to be great. Absolutely. Folks, remember, call in early. 281-713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. And if I don't tell you, don't forget to hit the number two after you've called that number to come directly on air. Seward is going to look at me and say, Egberto, you forgot once again. Anyway, in the studio, on the boards, we have the one and only Stuart. And on the phones, today, Senor Craig. How are you doing, Craig? How are you doing? How are you doing, Senor Stuart? What's going on today? Good afternoon, Egberto. Everything's great. Hey, are you ready for the New Year, sir? Yes, I am. What about Craig? Is Craig ready for the New Year's? Craig, are you ready? Hey, Craig, I want to hear your voice. Everybody here speaks, man. Everybody here speaks. Am I on the air? You are on the air, brother. Awesome. Hello. What you doing for the new year, man? Um, I have a bunch of dogs, so I normally stay home with them because the, uh, oh, the fireworks yeah. oh, do not make them very happy. They're so. going to go crazy, man. They're yep. going to go crazy. But anyway, thank you guys for all being in there in the studio. Us all out. Today's subject, number one, we are going to start with Bruce, who's going to talk to us about those Christmas trees. Don't let them burn your house down. Take them for recycling. Don't let them fill the dumps up. Take them to recycling. Bruce is going to talk a whole lot about that. And of course, we are going to get a little bit deeper into subjects. Specifically, we're going to talk about Alzheimer's drug fraud, Chile's new constitution defeat, and Ukraine's corporate sellout. The media, you guys are going to say, how the hell are you going to put all of those things together and form one cohesive unit well if you guys allowed me to that's exactly what we're gonna do but just to get started man let me just ask bruce to tell us a little bit about solid waste management and christmas trees my brother so my activision space is is really in the environment and there are big things going on with the environment but we can all do some little stuff too and that starts with solid waste management Uh, Lots of times people have things that go out the door and they go the wrong place and they end up in the wrong spot. The biggest thing these days is people who have natural Christmas trees, they don't need to go to landfill. They need to go to a solid waste recycling site. And if you're in Houston and some of the areas around Houston, they all have places where you can take your tree. Houston, there's, there's 25 different places you can take them and they'll recycle them. They'll make them into mulch. And then the mulch goes back into your garden. So it's a great thing. And it doesn't just get stacked up in our solid waste spaces, which are getting overfilled. So you can check uh, on the web by just searching Houston Tree Recycle. I checked that on Google and it works just fine. It'll point you to the solid waste management department for Houston. And it'll show you the 25 different places you can take your tree. So that's beginning. And... 
all during the rest of the year, we'll be able to find places to take our organic waste that doesn't need to go to the um, landfill, but needs to go someplace so it can get recycled. And that's the beginning of cutting down on things that we don't need to pile up in our solid waste. Well, Bruce, you actually, you say, you're a scientist, so you just you go around there thinking that everybody knows what organics are. So why don't you explain what, to people what are the things that they can use the organic type uh, disposal for? Well, it's a big mix, Alberto, because some things, for example, the green waste from your yard or from a Christmas tree and everything, those are clean organic wastes that should go to recycling. Mm -hmm. Other things, for example, um, the garbage from your table mm -hmm. or even uh, dirty plastics that are recycled from being served from food, those things actually need to go to solid waste. Or if you have special places, for example, our backyard, we have a special mulch space that we take our eggshells and our all the things that when we scrape our eggplants and to eat our eggplants and potatoes, um, those things go there and they're properly treated there. But those don't we don't really want those to get out beyond our space until they're properly treated gotcha gotcha anything else that you want to add with respect to going to you know a landfill what about things like paints and all that kind of stuff well so there's a separate battery paint and oil recycling system that the city has and those things need to go to separate spots even there's a difference between latex and oil uh -huh. and so you need to pay attention to those things um, Kingwood has a special Keep Kingwood Green group that advertises their websites. But to find the right place to get rid of those things, for example, you might have an old pesticide mm -hmm. that doesn't belong around your house anymore because one of your pets might get to it. Um, those things need to go off to the city. And the city has places ready to send those things. And are, is that places that people can go to, let's say, every, and Kenneth, I'm coming to you in a second. Are these places that people can go to every day or are there specific days that they usually... So there are specific days that they're open. Uh -huh. um, again, if you just type um, Google Houston Solid Waste, um, you'll get the listing of the places that you can take the things and what you can take when. Mm -hmm. And how it needs to be packaged for them to be able to handle it. Great. Thank you very much, Bruce. That is great information. Kenneth, come on onto the air with us. My brother, Kenneth, talk to me. Hey, Roberto. Uh, I just want to make a comment about something that you all was speaking of yes, earlier sir. this week. Mm -hmm. The person talked to, uh, was calling in and saying, was, should you wear a mask or not wear a mask? Uh -huh. And I was going to say, he should always use the baseline of, when COVID first hit, the military was told to wear, they were assigned to wearing masks mm -hmm. and they, uh, because we had no vaccine. And if, we, if they did not, and remember now, they are going home to their families and coming back to the base. Right. And they also, um, they congregate more than anybody else. Right. But there, was, but there were no dying on the military base. So Ooh. people should understand, use that as a reference. Wow. You know something? I had not used that, but I had used two counties in Kansas. I don't, you probably heard that show where there, were, there was one county that didn't use masks and one that used it. And that is exactly what they saw. Much different levels in people, infection rates, deaths, and everything else. But what you're saying there, I think, is something that I've have, I have a, a brother... Uh, uh, in that's always that that wasn't a military and that he thinks exactly like you say look at a lot of the things the military does and you'll find out what the answers are go ahead Kenneth 
Yeah. Well, that was that was it. I had some other stuff, but it's going to take too long, and I'm actually working. So. All right. Well, look, you know, this is your show. Call anytime that you want. Thank you so kindly for listening in, my friend. All right. Take Bye-bye. care. Take Bye. care now. All right. We have on, on the stream, we have Ashley, my daughter, is on the stream. Peggy Lopez is on the stream, and so is Jeanette French on the stream, as well as Paul Fleming saying, checking in from Atlanta. And we have Jeanette. I don't know what city Jeanette is in, but she says, yep, the Alzheimer drug issue was so unfair. And I feel that this should never be allowed to happen again. With the huge profits that drug companies make, they had to take money away from seniors for a failed drug. And none of that money will ever get back to the Medicaid uh, bunnies who were forced to cover the drug. That is so true. And when I read that today, I think this is going to all make sense. I'm not starting with the Alzheimer's drug, however, but I want you all to actually, it seems like I, well, here, here is the article. You know, I wrote it this morning and I'll probably forgot the order in which I did things. But anyhow, folks, remember, this is a call in show 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738. But before I get into the show, Bruce, did you hear about that drug, the Biogen drug for Alzheimer's that costs $56,000 a year? Had you heard about it? I hadn't heard that one specifically, but I know how these things work and... Um, it's great to talk to them so people understand what's happening. Great. Well, let's let's get busy. All, the title of the show today, Alzheimer Drug Fraud, Chile's New Constitution Defeat and Ukraine's Corporate Sellout Media. Subtitle, Three Events, The Failure to Pass Chile's New Constitution, Biogen's New Alzheimer Drug, uh, Adulam's Price Gouging, and the Complete Corporatization of Ukraine's illustrate a systemic media fail. And and it starts this way. Don't forget, folks, you can call in at any time, 713-526-5738. Hit option two if you want to get on the air. Before I start the essay, though, I want to say to all of you that are listening here, we are not in fun drive right now, but I like to start my program saying this. We provide you researched information. We provide you good, good news to make you a better American or a more informed American. And what we ask is, don't wait for a fun drive. Just go to kpft.org. Again, that is kpft.org. And hit that donate button and say, you know what? We want to make sure and keep a news program, a news a station that provides us with real news owed to no corporations, owed to no government, owed to nobody, one that we support. We, are, we know that our loyalties will be to who? The community. So go to kpft.org and uh, hit that donate button and keep us afloat strong. What you say to add to that, Bruce? Well, I think it's really important to keep the, the local uh, radio station going. The information that flows out of here is universally good for people to listen to and be able to make their own decisions on. And it's not colored one way or another necessarily, especially when there are call-ins. Because we listen to all the call-in people and uh, let them speak their their piece. And then let you sort out what's really happening for you. Excellent. Thank you, Bruce. And here it's the beginning of the essay. Biogen's Adolhem story, the failure to pass a very progressive Chilean constitution, and Ukraine selling out uh, to privatization of rebuilding have a central core. 
These events happen because citizens are misinformed about the reality of these events and how they will ultimately hurt citizens. They are misinformed not because the media is all bad. After all, much of the information we provide has its genesis in some parts of the mainstream media. Let me digress a second. I get a lot of information, good information from the New York Times. I get a lot of good information from the Washington Post. I get good, good information from the Common Dreams. I get inf good information from the Daily Coast. Daily Coast is more user-driven type popular uh, information. Common Dreams is a more independent style, progressive type data institution. And of course, New York Times and the, the Washington Post, they are, and, and let's say even the UK Telegram or, or, or these other, the Guardian, they're all mainstream media. They all have great reporters that are constrained by many of the things they are allowed to say. So many a times we are left having to read between the lines and aggregate all that information together. So I am not really completely dinging uh, mainstream media because they have their restrictions that we don't. We owe our allegiance to absolutely no one. After all, much of the, main, the information we provide has its genesis in some form in the mainstream media. It is about which stories are highlighted and given traction. It is also about acquiescing to corporate narratives and pushback. In other words, when these drug, bad drugs come on, online, these businesses are still responsibility, responsible for playing their ads. Okay, so how can you be making thousands and millions from playing a, a drug company's ads at the same time that your news department is going to dog it as something that doesn't work or maybe may even do something bad? It, it's sort of, how do you go from there? And that's why we have main, uh, uh, independent media. Look, Russian missiles are decimating Ukraine. The United States has invested billions in buying Ukraine arms and providing logistic and humanitarian assistance. They are getting aid that many cities in the United States fail to receive. Flint, Michigan and Jackson, Mississippi come to mind. A fraction of Ukraine's aid could improve the lives of millions. Our mostly neoliberal government, and yes, I said it, our mostly neoliberal government, and I didn't say Democrat or Republican, I said our mostly neoliberal government seems to provide infrastructure aid or social programs only in instances where the corporatocracy can make a buck. In other words, if we give away money, we have to make sure that, the, that corporations and this private sector is going to profit from us to hell with everything else. From Obamacare to the infrastructure bill to Ukraine assistance to the corporate investing sector cleaned the corporate infected sector cleaned up. The corporate investing sector cleaned up. One more example of wealth transfer from us to the few. You know, Egberto, yes, sir. it's not just like where they can make a buck. It's starting to look like where they can make the easy money. So instead of investing some dollars that are going to help us all, they're just trying to invest money that originally starts out as our money and goes out to some place, but they can get the easy buck back with a channel that they have control over. Two minds always better than one, and three minds even better. So because that is exactly right. That is the easy money as opposed to just making a buck on us all. It's, it's not making a buck on us all by working for it. It's making a buck of, uh, on us all because it's easy to yeah, get. Yeah, because Jackson, Mississippi is an exact example of that right that needs to be cleaned up the same thing as michigan 
making the choice. Somebody was making money off of that, even though they were poisoning people. Right. And now they need to fix it up. And it's harder to make money off of it, so you're not going to help as much. Absolutely not. Okay, the common dream story. BlackRock accused of trying to cash in on the disaster with Ukraine reconstruction deal says it all. Its byline is prescient. This is going to make the neoliberalism and privatization the U.S. inflicted on post-Soviet Russia look like child's play, one critic predicted. Folks, don't forget, as I read the, the, that article, five, uh, 713-526-5738, call in and hit the number two, and we'll get you on air. Continuing, we have uh, investment behemoth. BlackRock was accused Thursday of what author Naomi Klein termed disaster capitalism after war ravaged Ukraine's president announced he would work with the firm to coordinate foreign investments in countries reconstruction the war is not over Bruce it's not over yet they're already thinking how are we going to make a buck rebuilding all those things that Russia blew up well that's the thing is is that if the funding stream stops because of the war stopping they're not going to be happy they need to capture those resources that are needed and they need to find a way to get the best value, maybe not the best value, but the best income for their money. Yep. Check this out. The BlackRock team has been working for several months on a project to advise the Ukrainian government on how to structure the country's reconstruction funds. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky office said Wednesday following the president's video, conference and BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. In other words, we know that the war is going to sometime come to an end. We want to change the way your economic system works and we are going to make it an investor-based system. Zelensky's office said that the two men agreed to focus in the near term on coordinating the efforts of all potential investors and participants in the reconstruction of our country, channeling investments into the most relevant and impactful sectors of the Ukrainian economy. Who's going to decide what's the most re relevant faces of that economy, man? Oh, BlackRock will. BlackRock will. In language evocative of clients, the shock doctrine, the rise of disaster capitalism, Madie Benjamin, co-founder of peace group Code Pink, tweeted that BlackRock is tri already trying to cash in on the disaster Ukraine in Ukraine. That's what they're trying to do. Folks, don't forget, give us a call if you're interested in this subject and others. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Hit the number two and you'll be on air right away. This privatization is another country in ruins selling out to corporate privatization. The Ukrainian elite and the wealthy corporations will make a killing as citizens adapt their given role. Antiseptic slaves to the corporatocracy to enrich their investors. And ironically, Bruce, as we were driving here into KPFT, uh, without me even bringing up antiseptic slaves, you talked about the, the devolving into a new kind of slavery yourself. Uh, it's just a matter of the, the way people are redirecting how they can make the top end money. And that's really coming from resources. And resources used to be oil out of the ground. Now it's people. And what is that called? Slavery. Yep. It's a new it kind because no whips or anything anymore. They don't need it anymore. Anyway, Chile is probative, though. Chile is probative. 
Uh, Lee Grant on the internet says, I'll bet the Ukrainian are more interested in the rebuilding of the country than who does it. You're right, but do, do you make a, a do you do you make a deal with the devil just for short-term gain? That is why education is so important, uh, Lee Grant, because you're right. Unfortunately, you are right, sir. They only want to make sure they are rebuilt, but the price they may have to pay for rebuilding is going to be a very high price in the long run for their people who will be able to accumulate nothing. Uh, the investment, the way the investments are made is very important because education is going to help everybody along the way and they'll be able to be self-generating and maybe that's not the best way for other people at the top end to use the resources. Absolutely. So here's the deal, folks. I just gave you the what's going on in Ukraine and the possibility that that privatized Ukraine is what we're looking at. In other words, just about every entity privatized. And you know, there was a similar thing to that. Naomi Klein wrote The Shock Doctrine, which kind of detail how uh, Milton Friedman and all these uh, right-wing economists started to take over these southern countries, right? South American countries and what it did. So Chile is probative. The dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet privatized water. Yes, I said it. He privatized water. Over several decades, citizens continued to do without or pay high prices for a resource that should be free. It led to a revolt that resulted in progressive drafting a new constitution that included water as a right, among other progressive values. Of course, the misinformation, the misinformation campaign from the oligarchy went into overdrive, including using the media to misinform. The population ultimately defeated the constitute the change in constitution on false premises. I'll, I'll digress. I'll pause here and bring Ted into the conversation. Ted, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I used to consider myself pretty left-wing until I listened to you. Oh, good. Uh, let's hear. Let's talk. <laughs> but uh, first of all, I must be, I must misunderstand. Okay. Uh, you are uh, saying that you think Ukraine should have just let Putin come in and take over their property and sell the because uh, what you call the plutocracy would have been ah, very happy if you yeah. would have given up and let the Russians sell them oil. Let me stop you a second, sir. I want to stop you a second, Ted. And here's why I want to stop you. You said you were left-wing until you listened to me. I'm not going to get into the substance of what you're saying yet. But how can one... one what I mean is, I thought I was on the far left of the... Oh, well, no, no. Well, let me tell even you. Even you, even you, man. Uh, let me tell you, I may be left than you, but... in Texas. No, no, wait. They I'm, think I'm a communist. No, well, you're not. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm likely left of you. There's a good likelihood of that because I'm pretty left. But my policies and what I support and who I support... Is generally everybody. I, I, I try to engage with everybody. Here's what I want to say, though. Um, I think you completely misunderstood what I'm saying. I never once said or implied that I wanted you, uh, Putin and Russia to take over Ukraine. In fact, I, when this is all over, I want Crimea back in the hands of Ukraine as well. Okay? So that's unlikely, but I, possible, it's yes. possible, unlikely if they if they take over the city on the east that they're, they're working with right now, it's a distinct possibility because they can cut off Russia. But here's what I'm saying. Um, 
And I'm glad that you brought that up because if I am giving out vibes as if I would have preferred to just leave Ukraine alone to allow Russia to come in, that is a wrong assessment and it would have been my fault to allow that to, for folks to believe that that's not the case at all. I want Ukraine to survive as a country. I want the West to help Ukraine. I want all of that to occur. But at the same time that I want that to occur, just like we had absolutely no problem finding the monies to making the monies to give to Ukraine, we had no problem making getting the monies to help into wars that we want to go into. I want us to have no problem in getting the money to Jackson, Mississippi and Flint, Michigan to take the lead out of those waters. Because if you think the lives of Ukrainians okay, are important. I agree with you there. Of course you agree with me, I mean, sir, because it's humane. One of the things, one of the things that the plutoc- what you call the plutocracy, yes, sir. Uh, seems to forget is that they're always going to make money. Yes. And, you know, like Ford, Henry Ford, you know, when he raised the... The, the wages you know, so that he could sell more cars. So, yeah, that he could sell more cars. You know, I mean, we don't buy cars from poor people. We don't buy gas from poor people. And if they gave, you know, if they paid more taxes, the money would come back to them because. But can I interrupt you right there, sir? And tell you. Poor people would be happier and they would be safer. Well, you you make the you go under the premise that having a lot of money, having a lot of capital may assume that you are smart or smarter than the rest. I'm sitting down here next to Bruce. I'm currently in front of Stuart, sitting down with Craig uh, answering phones here. None of us in this room have millions of dollars. And I would tell you that each one of us in here could do a better job than what you see Musk doing. People are going to scream, but Musk is a smart guy. No, Musk is not a smart guy. Musk had the wherewithal. Yeah. Okay. Hey, did you see that thing? I think it was in Los Angeles Times. Yes. Um, about did. the great failures yes. about Putin and Musk. Yes. And yes. How Musk destroyed his brand. Yeah, brother, was- let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you this, and this is important for us to understand. Okay, our system is predicated on us making the masses believe that those on top have so much more or are that much smarter. What happens is those who make it to the top. Are generally, and I'm, 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 I'm just generalizing here, it's not always the case, but they're generally psychopaths. Let me explain, because that, that, <laughs> that takes a lot of explaining. Because people will say, oh, how can you call just a successful person a psychopath? I know all of us, all, let, let me explain, let me, let me explain. Bill, let, 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 me, let me explain my terminology here, because I, I think if I'm going to make a slanderous statement like that, not a slanderous, but a statement I should explain. Look, when you, if you have a billion dollars, right? If you have a billion dollars, how much more do you need or how much more can you spend? Uh, yeah, really. Okay, I mean, so you can't. Point, it just gets to... Right, you yeah, can't. But you, I dare you... Money for money's sake. Right, and let's, let's go to right-wing billionaires from, uh, from, from uh, the Koch brothers. From the Koch... Are you still there with me? Yeah, okay, Koch brothers. From the Koch brothers it. all the way to the far right. So let's go to the middle left. We go to Bill Gates and let's go to a little bit more left to Oprah Winfrey. They all have billions. If you ask them if you want to have a tax on wealth, they will tell you, no, they've earned that money. They will tell you that. Okay? I, ha- I can show you. I don't know about that. I know Warren Buffett is no, for it. 
Warren Buffett has put his money into a trust that he controls as well as Bill Gates control. In other words, remember, they are releasing monies to a trust that they control that's going to do the things that they believe in, not what society is asking for necessarily. And my question to you, I think Bruce wants to come in. You know, Egberto, when you bring up taxes, I got to tell you, I pay taxes. I'm happy to pay my taxes. I just think that everybody should pay their fair share. I agree. And and these guys don't well, believe that, too. however. Yeah. And and what I'm saying, I'm and look, a big believer in high taxation. Yes, there's a reason for the ninety percent, sir. The ninety percent was there because after a certain amount of money, how much of that value did you really create, as opposed to others creating that value that you skimmed on? I mean, it sounds to to, to many people, it sounds well, revolutionary. I do think, first of all, I do think that you're under undervaluing the uh, inherent creativity of the free market. Um, really? Uh, Tell me about it. Tell me yeah. about that. Well, we've got to be convinced ourselves that it's a free market now. Right. If, if it's a free market, then the small people who are because entrepreneurs thing, would be better off. Saying, okay, again, uh, I, I, it was an implication mm-hmm. that uh, you or uh, Roberto or one of his guests was saying that they impose free market on uh, on the uh, post-Soviet Union. Right. Now, granted that there was a lot of corruption there in the old. Uh, that was uh, that was Naomi Klein who uh, pointed that out, and it wasn't a free market we imposed on Russia. It was the capitalist market. You see, I I like to. You see, we like to fuse. It was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of corruption there. Yeah. It, uh, but but, but uh, still. Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. Had the, there uh, were more. They are more efficient now than they were under the Soviets. Of course, of course. And the reason why is uh, you want to make a buck in a consistent manner. And the only way to make a buck in a consistent manner is to have some sort of efficiency. But when that efficiency only supports those on the top, why have that efficiency? It's like the person who tells me. Uh, capitalism is super great because if you look at downtown Houston, could other systems build all these buildings, etc.? To which I says, no. And then I said, but you know what? Having those great buildings and freeways that you can't access or use, what's the point if it only serves 5% of the population or 10% of the population, right? So if you have an economic, I'm saying we could create an economic system that create all the skyscrapers, that create people that... Uh, that earn money commensurate with their worth. And by the way, that's maybe above my pay grade, right? But I'm saying we can have a legitimate oh, yeah. economy okay. where every, well, if, yeah, if you work hard, you make more. You should have access to housing and right. uh, health care and food and, uh, you yeah. know, and so you, children shouldn't be. And so, Ted. They and their children should not be poisoned. Ted. Okay. What I'm noticing from so you. you that. Ted, what I'm noticing from you, right? And this is, it always turns out this way, right? When you think about, when you decide that you want to be humane, when you decide that you believe in true human values, all values converge to the same. You called here saying, thinking I'm a nutcase. I guarantee you're going to leave here. You know what I'm saying. You you call and say, oh, man, you want. But I understand. But now I think and that's what communication is all about. It turns out that it seems like we're all looking for the same thing, isn't it? Well, the thing is that I was uh, I was really calling for clarification. Okay, actually, I really like the show. I've been I'm a long time listener. Thank you. But um, 
But uh, it's just I was under the impression that you were thinking uh, that Russia should be able to take over. Absolutely not. Look, completely baffled by that. No, uh, no, I never I don't look. I never once said that. Cleared that up for me. So uh, that was one thing. And uh, yeah. What else would you like uh, to add? Problem. Well, the problem, whether it's government control or, or uh, quotation marks, free enterprise, is the corruption. Because in Soviet Union, it was uh, it, it helped out Stalin and his buddies. Right. And then now, in a so-called uh, free market state, it helps out Putin and his buddies. Right now, I want what I uh, want to correct though that I want to correct you and everybody else that's listening, and myself, all of us who used to believe that free market meant something. I believe in free enterprise, right? All of us having the ability to freely create, to freely produce and freely exchange our services and goods. That's free enterprise. Capitalism isn't free enterprise. Uh, market, free markets doesn't really exist. So what I, what I try to tell people is stop. Well, capitalism needs to be regulated. Well, regulated, even regulated. Because you know, corporations, capital, capitalism means you break down things. Well, that's for another day. But let me, let me just say one thing, okay? Uh, there was a time where corporations had a charter. And after they fulfilled their charter, they died. We don't have that anymore, okay? And uh, that's, a, that's another long subject. But my, my thing is that if all of us could converge on free enterprise, meaning we all have free access to success, we all can make uh, money commensurate with the value we provide to society, that would be great. But we have all these rich people who control capital, who provide little value to society, and in controlling the capital, they're getting more of what we all work for. And that is the things I'm trying to to talk to people about being aware of so that as we elect politicians, we elect politicians right. that can regulate the system to make us all have equal access to success. They hire an educated workforce that the government educates and right. they produce their goods on, uh, on uh, various communication and transportation Absolutely, uh, Ted. formats that we provide. But Ted, I got to get back to my essay. Right. Anyway. Okay, but look, thank you so kindly for calling All in. Right, thanks for calling in. I appreciate your time. Thank Have you, nice sir. Day. Great. Ashley says, capitalism is ruining medical care too. And the subject that I'm going to talk about, the drug, uh, is, is, is going to be probative. But um, before I get there, Peggy Lopez says, BlackRock uh, being contracted to rebuild before the end of the war makes me wonder which corporations have contracted with BlackRock for maximizing corporate profit makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ashley also says, like they reward efficiency and not actual care. And sometimes efficiency means allowing folks to die. But anyhow, continuing, I want to repeat the part on Chile. Chile is probative. The dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet privatized water. And by the way, folks, you can call in 713-526-5738 and hit option two to get on air right away. I'd love to hear what you have to say. The dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet privatized water over several decades citizens continued to do without or pay high prices for resources 
that should be free. It led to a revolt that resulted in progressive drafting a new constitution that included water as a right, among other progressive values. Of, and that, I should say, read human values. Of course, the misinformation campaign from the oligarchy went into overdrive, including using the media to misinform. The population ultimately defeated the constitution on false premises. And how was the defeat of Chile's progressive institution reported? The Carnegie Endowment for International Peace wrote an article titled, Chile's rejection of the new constitution is a sign of democratic maturity. In other words, voting against the interests of most is maturity. Think about that. Think about that. Because you voted against your own interests, uh, this great think tank in America says Chile is maturing. They have matured. They have screwed themselves. So they've matured. Now we talk about that thing that uh, Peggy Lopez brought up, which is called Biogen and Alzheimer's. And Biogen is selling a drug that has not proven to work for over $56,000 a year. I repeat, here's a drug, Alzheimer's. Let me ask you something, Bruce. Isn't Alzheimer's a disease you normally get, let's say maybe you're 65, 70, 75, in general? I know every now and then you get somebody that's young, but don't you get it generally in it, your latter it, years? It tends to be for older folks like, like me, yeah. Like me and you, right? You <laughs> well, know. not you. You're, you're still you know, well, I'm in trying, your prime. But let me, let me tell you, what, what, here's the deal. So the truth of the matter is there is no way that uh, if we're looking at a cost ratio, and life, we believe in life. That why should somebody pay $56,000 for something that may or may not work and simply seems actually not to work? Yeah, I don't understand how the pricing is. You know, I have, I have a, a, a separate problem and the pricing for the drug that I take um, that may or may not work is $100,000 a year. You're the one that, oh, really? Yep. I didn't realize that, Bruce. And it might be by the same Biogen company. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I knew you were on that particular drug, but I didn't know that you were on one that cost that much. And it's, I mean, oh my, I, I have to recollect myself here because the drug companies drive me utterly crazy because most of those drugs initially were developed in a university and because it was developed in a university, I mean, it's generally funded by us all. And you know, those numbers are small potatoes compared to things like insulin. Imagine that. Imagine that because there's everybody's on it, not everybody, a lot of people are right. on insulin and they're paying a thousand dollars a month. Now it's going to go to $35 a month with the new bill signed by Congress. Now you see, it makes a difference who's in, who's in the White House, who's in Congress. Now, you know, uh, Biden is doing great things. I think he could do a lot better if we had more progressive input. But again, you have to give good, you have to congratulate and say thank you where thank you belongs. And I think. I think for getting these things through in a ridiculously difficult Senate, I give the guy kudos. I've got to give the guy kudos. Yeah, well, and, and they did what he, he did what he could with, with the group he could, you know. Right. Obamacare um, could have been better at the right. time, and he didn't, they, didn't get it, they didn't get anything done that really had lasting value. Right. And, um, and uh, our current president has gotten some things done that I think will have lasting value. That we'll be able to sort out, but of course, at the same time, there's people who are going to get um, get their extra little dollars out of it too. So we'll have to 
Watch and see how it all comes out. And that's why your voting in primaries for progressives are important. Okay. All right. And Bajan is selling a drug that has not proven to work for over $56,000 a year. Wow. And Bruce is on one that's $100,000 a year. I, I, he just boggled my mind. The New York Times article, Congressional Inquiry into Alzheimer's Drug Faults, Its Maker, and the FDA is probative. Its byline says... The report said that the FDA approval process of Adolhem was rife with irregularities and criticized Biogen for setting an unjustifiable price. And here is, a, here is from the New York Times article. The 18-month investigation initiated by two congressional uh, committees after the FDA approved the drug also strongly criticized Biogen Adolhem manufacturer internal documents showed the company set an unjustifiably high price of $56,000 a year for Adolphin because it wanted a history-making blockbuster to establish Aduhelm as one of the top pharmaceutical launches of all time, even though it knew the high price would burden Medicare and patients, the report found. I, 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 I paused there. There was nothing medical about the pricing. It was all these guys in a room saying, we want to have the biggest badass of a release of a new product. We want to get it done, and we're going to show our macho. This is the best. We are going to show with $56,000 for our company. Shameful. Shameful. And it, it, it sets a, a precedent for other companies exactly. when they're pricing their... Uh, you know, it almost sounds like it's got something to do with the price of oil and the price of gasoline being controlled by not necessarily the people who are bringing out of the ground and not necessarily by the people who are charging at the pump, but somebody in the middle who's got some kind of handle on how the prices are established. Amazing. Continuing with the article. The investigation said Biogen was prepared to spend. I want you guys, this is an important paragraph. All of you listening, including my right-wing brothers and sisters, and I have a few of them in the, in the chat right now. Hey, uh, uh, Eric Hayes, I want you to listen to this directly. Government made Pfizer rich with COVID talk about that. I'm, uh, we've already spoken about that and it, within the Obamacare realm as well, but I want you guys to listen to this paragraph. You two, uh, Lee Grant, I want you to listen to this beforehand. It goes as follows. The investigation said... Biogen was prepared to spend up to several billion dollars more than two and a half times what it spent developing the drug on aggressive marketing to counter, ex uh, counter expected pushback over whether Adubalum was worth its price. The report said the campaign planned to target doctors, patients, advocacy groups, insurers, policymakers, and communities of color who were drastically underrepresented in clinical trials of the drug. Do you understand what that says? First of all, you are told, America that's listening here today, you are told constantly that the reason you are paying high prices for your drugs is to ensure that research and development will continue, to ensure that we would get innovative new drugs, and that if we were starting to pay less for these drugs, that somehow innovation would stop. Before I answer that, I want to remind you all that the people who innovate 
are not the people with those stock options. The people who innovate are not the people getting all those dividends. The people who innovate are not the people that are sitting in the executive office with all the, the, uh, the umbrellas that give them all the cash that they can. The people who innovate are the ones who are on salary, are the ones who get a fixed amount one time. And when they are laid off or when they are, are retired or whatever, they don't make on those drugs. But those thugs in ties and suits, those thugs in ties and suits called corporate executives, they are reaping the benefits over and over and over again by fleecing whom? You. And then many of you would listen to what I am saying with regards to this truity and say, well, you are some crazy uh, socialist. No, I'm not. What I am is somebody who wants fairness. And if you have no problem with people ripping you off, please help me understand why not. I would love to know why not. Telephone number 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Hit the extension number 2 to come on air right away. Again, so... Now, they're spending $2 billion, over $2 billion advertising, convincing folks that their $56,000 they charge a year is justified. They're not going to throw that money into better research on a drug that needs a hell of a lot more research. They're going to put it into PR. That is what, and by the way, that $2 billion that they spend isn't their money. It's your money. That you pay for the overpriced drugs. Have you, do you feel yourself had yet, Bruce? You know, it's interesting because I don't think that we know exactly what causes Alzheimer's. But it may be in the long run that a better diet throughout your life is as good or better than all these other things. But there's no way they could get $56,000 on you eating a better diet and having a better processed foods locally produced. Amazing, isn't it? And Brother Lee Grant on the internet says, would you prefer not to have an Alzheimer's drugs at all? I tell you what, at $56,000, most people won't have an Alzheimer's drugs because Bruce worked for uh, corporate America for a long time as a scientist, so he had very good insurance that will take up the cost, but most people don't have that. Bruce? Uh, and and I, have, I have Medicare now, and then I have another insurance policy that covers it, so um, that and some negotiations that get happen underneath the, the, the covers have made it not unbearable for me to, to, to buy the drug that helps some of the people with the disease that I have. And so I'm taking that risk. I can't afford not to because I want to live and help other people. And everybody with Alzheimer's, they're looking for a solution. And when you get a, a disease like that, you look for a solution and the, the cost of it is secondary to your desire to get better. And that is what they use on us, Bruce. That is what they use on us. And that's the reason I think health care does not belong in the private sector. The fact of the matter is an engineer, a, a developer, a, a, the, the professors at school, they're not in the private sector. The professors at school that develop these initial drives to the medication, the synthesis of these, these medications, 
They are in a college environment paid for by who? We the people. So therefore, it is clear that we the people can develop these things and then go ahead and throw it off to a marketing company later on if you want to get it out there. But we don't need these guys to lie to us and tell us that the reason these prices for drugs are high is because of their research and development costs when we have the evidence that they spend more on marketing and spend more on giving perks to doctors, etc., than they spend on developing the drug, which in general were originally developed by we the people at universities. And in the long range, we're going to actually have to be careful because if we get Medicare for everybody, it needs to be Medicare for everybody and not Medicare plus something else right. for everybody, which is what's happening with Medicare now is they create these Medicare Advantage programs, which they're still getting their 16% off the top of. Right. And we've got to stop that and get the money to go into the value going to the people so we can all get better and have a better life. Absolutely so. So the FDA is now evaluating two other Alzheimer drugs for possible approval early next year, including one that Bajan helped develop. The congressional report said the agency must take swift action to ensure that it processes, uh, that it processes for reviewing future Alzheimer disease treatments do not lead to the same doubt about the integrity of FDA's review. Look, there is a constant pilfering of citizens in our economic system. Unfortunately, we are complicit in our own fleecing because of the level of information we have allowed ourselves to consume. So folks, let's go ahead and bring Peggy online. Peggy, you're on. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Let me get you off speaker. Oh, I don't know how to do it. I can hear you clear. Yeah, you're you're clear. You? Yes, you are. Okay. I, um, you know, a, a part of Alzheimer's that disturbs me is that uh, the cause of Alzheimer's is pro, pro, predominantly mm-hmm. corporate development of goods, that they don't have any uh, conscience mm-hmm. about what they put into the goods that they produce for right. us. If you use Occam's Razor, you're absolutely right. It's got to be something in, in our diet food train or something that's changed our environment from what it Correct. was to what it is now. And some of it we know about, aluminum pots and pans that everybody's been using for since I was a kid, they started during after the Second World War, they started making aluminum pots and pans. And those things have been shown to cause Alzheimer's, but they're still out on the market. And we sell things. This country has no mechanism to protect the citizens from the corporations. Let me ask you something, Peggy, because did I understand you right uh, in you stating that uh, Alzheimer's, the, the proliferation of Alzheimer's now is a lot greater now than in the past? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, there are many yes, more people with Alzheimer's today than there were 10 years ago. And that doesn't have anything to do with people living longer or anything like that? Well, it has something to do with that, but it also has to, to do with the fact that there's just... People have been living in this particular age longer. Got you, got you. Well, look, Peggy, what else would like to add, my friend? Because that is some good information. Okay, that was it. I just thought you needed to hear about how the corporations, the, not just the drug corporations, but corporations in general, are profiting off of a horrendous disease that causes so many families such horrific 
um, so much sadness and, and so much cost and yeah. frustration. You know what is interesting, yes. Peggy, and, and I talk about this all the time, you know, because, um, you know, Altria uh, is now selling, you know, they, they, they're, they're advertising all these places that they have to uh, help people who are addicted to stuff like smoking and right. all of that. So, so, so there's a new ad. And I remember I was in D.C. with my daughter and I saw that ad come on. And I'm like, rewind that, rewind that. And I had to get it on camera because here we have the corporation that addicted you to tobacco. And now yeah. their job is to unaddict you with tobacco. And each time you had to pay them, you pay them to addict yourself and then you pay them to unaddict yourself. Right. I just, I, right. the macabre nature of that, Peggy, really got to me. Anyhow, Peggy Lopez, uh, is this Peggy Lopez? Yes, it is. Oh, Good great, to great to, to talk to you, my dear, beautiful lady. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Nope. I'm, that was it. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. calling. You really added to the discussion. And Thank you so kind of Peggy. New Year. Happy New Year to you too. All right, look, folks. Um, let, let that. I, I finished the essay with the last paragraph. There is a constant pilfering of citizens in our economic system. Unfortunately, we were complicit in our fleecing because of the level of information we have allowed ourselves to consume. And that the reason I wanted to end it there is the following: I want us. You, you know, Ted called in earlier and Ted challenged me. And what we got was uh, he forced me to expand on what I was talking about to make it clearer. And that is what I want all of us to do with everybody, right? Don't, don't, don't hold on to an opinion because you've had an opinion. Don't just hold on because you want to be right. If somebody calls me today and prove that I've said something, that I've heard about something, I promise you, I will be the first to, to tell it on air, to be corrected on air, and to say I've learned something. That's where I want us to be, because that's what it's going to take, not to be fooled by a, a, by a corporate structure intent on making money on you at all costs. They don't want to hurt you, really. The truth of the matter, Peggy is right, right? Maybe all these, these and, and Bruce as well, when he says that there are all these external factors that are making uh, Alzheimer's more prevalent. I believe in all of that. Yeah, but when, a, when a doctor um, recommends something like this for you, make sure you talk with the doctor and say, say things like, have you personally seen people be helped by this drug? And is it going to help me? Rather than just saying, oh, everybody's taking it, it's advertised on the TV, it's going to save my life, make sure that it's the right drug for you and is um, recommended by the, the local physician who knows your case. Um, Tom C. says, healthcare on, on the internet says, healthcare in America is based on financial Darwinism. In other words, survival of the wealthiest and those who have the best insurance. That is an absolute truity. And we have uh, Lee Alexander says, I definitely have a problem with the capitalist class rips me off. I've, I've worked for myself most of my life for that reason. I want to keep the money I earn, not have most of it go to shareholders. I, I am with you on that sentiment. Uh, Lee Alexander also said, avoid Medicare Advantage plans uh, like the plague. They are not only draining Medicare, but they also, they also decide it's time for you to die if you're going to cost them too much. And they don't quite tell you that. Like I, like I always says, corporations, etc., th these people don't inherently think they're bad or, 
or anything of that sort. What they do, however, is remember, humanity doesn't play a role in capitalism. It does not. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the name itself tells you capital is what matters. Capital is what matters, right? And therefore, maximization of capital appreciation is, all, is what it's all about. And we can have a, a true, honest, a, a, a true, honest, uh, uh, free enterprise system based on us being a, a, a country, a city, a world that looks out for us. You know what they said about the Chilean constitution? They said it was too utopian. Utopian meaning that all of us have equal access to success. Utopian meaning that we can all have the things we deserve, even though the planet has enough to support us. But it was utopian. So the Carnegie Institute says, oh, they've matured because they understand they can't have it all. Yeah, well, education and, and the Constitution, we're struggling with our Constitution even now today. And a new Constitution for us, that would be an interesting thing. It would get so split up that it would be hard to see exactly where we would get with that. You know, um, if we want an egalitarian society where we all, again, uh, a, a lot of times the way the way um, the way the right uses things, right? They'll say you can't, you want everybody equal, and you, we all know there are lazy people and people that are not lazy. And the first thing that people comes to people's mind is somebody's going to be taking advantage of me. They don't look at that corporations are taking advantage. I don't want all equal. I want all equitable. In other words, I want everybody to have equal access to success. And if you want to be lazy, be lazy, and you'll have a basal way of living. But if you want to work hard and accumulate and go forward, then you can. Right there, I'm not stopping. But, I don't, but nobody is able to accumulate a billion dollars in our society. Anybody accumulating a billion dollars, anybody accumulating a billion dollars is on your backs. It's on the back of what we call antiseptic slavery. Give me a quick 15-second uh, closer, Bruce. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking that, that some of the money that's coming off the top isn't capital anymore. It's hidden away. And it's stealing away from the, even the capitalism system. So we're going to be in, in, in a bigger problem than if we distribute the wealth properly. Folks, let me tell you something. You are in control. You can be in control. You elect the representative. You go ahead, folks, and go to your primaries. Elect progressive, folks with progressive values that tell you we want an egalitarian society where all of us have equal access to success. If you want to make a lot of money, you can. If you want free enterprise, you can. If you want to own your own companies, you can. But it has to be done in a Manner, we're not those folks that freeload at the top continue to make now it but let's we, go into the new year with our eyes wide open and trying to make it better for everyone i love that bruce let's go into the new year with our wide, eyes wide open my name is egberto willis this is politics done right and you know how we end this baby i am what out, out. i like that <laughs> we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.